This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, July 25th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Grain deal threatened by Russian attack. House drought bill would require reporting by USDA. And EPA commits to a 2023 RBO schedule. Russian attack on Odessa threatens grain shipment deal. The ink was barely dry on a deal to allow shipments of grain stuck in Ukrainian ports when Russia unleashed a missile attack that has jeopardized the agreement. Turkey, which worked with the United Nations to help broker the deal, said the bombing does not necessarily mean the grain shipment deal is dead, even as Russia alleged military targets were hit in the Odessa strike, which claimed a grain silo. However, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said this Saturday the attack, quote, cast serious doubt on the credibility of Russia's commitment to the deal and undermines the work of the U.N., Turkey, and Ukraine to get critical food to world markets. Russia bears responsibility for deepening the global food crisis and must stop its aggression and fully implement the deal to which it has agreed. You can read more in Bill Thompson's story at agripulse.com. House drought bill would require USDA reporting. The House will debate legislation this week that would require USDA to report on its disaster assistance payments to farmers and their impact on crop insurance. The mandate for the report is included in a manager's amendment to a package of bills known as the Wildlife Response and Drought Resiliency Act that the House will consider later this week. The USDA is supposed to report on potential disaster losses in 2022, as well as the amount of payments being made under existing programs. The department also would require to disclose the number of farmers who have continued purchasing crop insurance beyond the two-year period required for receiving disaster payment for 2017 and 18 losses. Fire and drought bill? Well, to curb wildfires, the legislation would require USDA to implement a 10-year national plan to reduce the risk of wildfires while protecting old-growth forests and wildlife habitat. USDA would have five years to select up to 20 landscape-scale forest de-restoration projects to undertake. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, the Maryland Democrat, says the legislation would, quote, save lives, property, farms, and businesses from damage and destruction from wildfire and extreme drought. For more on the agenda in the nation's capital this week, you can read our Washington Week Ahead. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. EDGE envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors.
Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. EPA commits to proposing 2023 RVO by November 16th. The Environmental Protection Agency has agreed to propose a 2023 renewable fuel volume requirement no later than November 16 under a consent decree filed by EPA and Growth Energy in federal court in Washington, D.C. The agency also agreed to finalize the RVO by June 14, 2023. The court is expected to approve the agreement in the coming weeks, Growth Energy said. This recent agreement, one that is bound by court order and that avoids the uncertainty of continued litigation, ensures the certainty of the 2023 RFS requirements and further underscores Growth Energy's steadfast commitment to keeping the RFS on sound footing now and into the future, Growth Energy's CEO Emily Score said. Now, also in the court, the Center for Biological Diversity last week filed a challenge to EPA's 2020, 2021, and 2022 RVOs for what it said was EPA's failure to fully assess the impacts to endangered species from land conversion and additional pesticide and fertilizer use to meet these higher volume targets. Despite two prior rulings from the D.C. Circuit, holding that the EPA failed to properly assess endangered species, the agency again failed to act, claiming that it had begun the process of assessing endangered species, but offering no timeline or commitment to ever finish the consultation process, CBD said. Summit Carbon Solution Finds CEO Summit Carbon Solutions has hired ag industry veteran Lee Blank as its new CEO. The company, which hopes to build a CO2 pipeline across Iowa, Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota, as well as Nebraska, has already secured over a billion dollars in total investment commitments. Blank was previously the CEO of advisory and risk management firm Advanced Trading, Inc., and also has held roles with GFG Ag Services, Twin Rivers Technologies, and Archer Daniels Midland. Right to repair groups ask for EPA investigation of John Deere. Two right to repair advocacy groups have accused John Deere of violating the Clean Air Act over its repair policies. Repair.org and the Public Research Interest Group have called on EPA to investigate the farm equipment manufacturer, claiming Deere does not allow customers to fix their tractors' emission modules. EPA rules require that manufacturing companies certify non-road diesel engines with the agency every year. That, according to PIRG's release, the agency can deny or revoke certifications if it finds that compares that companies do not comply with CAA emission standards. HPAI spreads to Florida, 38th state to report infections. Highly pathogenic avian influenza has spread to Florida. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service now reports the detection in a non-commercial backyard flock in Seminole County made Florida the 38th state where HPAI has been found. The outbreak has now hit more than 40 million birds since it began in February. Well, here's today's They Said It. 
in the contact we made with Russia, the Russians told us they had absolutely nothing to do with this attack and that they were inspecting the issue very closely and in detail. That Turkish National Defense Minister, Hulisa Akar, July 23rd. Kalber missiles destroyed military infrastructure in the port of Odessa with high-precision strike. That Maria Zakharova, spokesperson for Russia's foreign ministry, July 24th, on her Telegram account. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, July 25th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.